Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Episode 79 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. 79. 1979. 35 years ago, on September the 8th, 1979, the most special day in Vancouver Whitecaps history. The soccer ball was won, the Tampa Bay Riders were defeated, the Whitecaps were the best team in North America... And oh, how we would long to have those days back with the current Whitecaps in MLS. I'm your host, Michael McCall, and this is a special episode of the podcast. There's going to be very little chat from me. Some of you will be glad to hear that. And it's going to be a very audio-heavy episode. We're running with a Legends of Vancouver theme. We're going to hear a chat with NASL Whitecaps legend, Rangers legend, Scotland legend, and the only man to play for the Whitecaps and East Fife. Willie Johnston. We're going to hear from another legend from that time and current club president Bobby Leonard Doozy. Keeping the Vancouver legend kind of theme, we're going to speak to a guy that's been capped 78 times for Canada, current head coach of the San Jose Earthquakes who are playing the Whitecaps on Wednesday. And ahead of that Earthquakes game, we're going to hear from Carol Robinson and some of the current Whitecaps players and all of them would love to become legends of Vancouver themselves. Winning the MLS Cup, Champions League glory as well, why not? So that's what we're going to have in this episode and we're going to kick things off with I think what is my favourite ever interview I've done since we started doing these podcasts a couple of years ago. As many of you will be aware, Willie Johnson is in town to help celebrate the 35 year anniversary of the Soccer Bowl win in 79 and also Carol Valentine, a good friend of his, being inducted in the Ring of Honour against San Jose on Wednesday night. So I had the sincere pleasure of catching up with Willie at training before the DC game on Thursday. You're going to hear my chat with him. You're also going to hear from Mark Weber during it. Willie was doing a lot of interviews, so instead of us speaking to him separately, we just kind of did a joint interview. So I'm a little bit biased, but I, I feel I feel it's worth blowing our own trumpet here. I think from all the media that Willie's done since he's been over here, this is going to be the most interesting and the most in-depth chat you're going to have with Willie Johnston on his return to Vancouver. We're going to kind of jump into the chat mid-interview because Willie and me were just kind of chewing the fat about his time at East Fife just before we, we kind of started the proper thing. So I've cut pretty much most of that out because I know that's of no interest to all you guys. So here we are without any further ado, Scotland legend, 
Whitecaps legend, Mr. Willie Johnston. So was that, was that the last team you played for? Was that his Fife? No, I played with Falkirk Reserves. All right, after I that. went as a coach to Falkirk with Clarkey, but I was only taking the reserve team. I had nothing to do with the first team. And uh, I played I played at Clyde Bank one night and this boy nailed me. Big gorilla. Even the referee felt sorry for <laughs> And I had a bad reputation, as you know. Yeah. But uh, that was the end. I was 42 and I stopped. That was it. I, was, I, I didn't play. So talking about your reputation then, it's like... Aye, aye, aye. You, you were always known as a hard player. Oh. But when you watch the game now, how do you think you would cope in the game nowadays? Oh, the game's easier now. A lot easier. But what about yeah. the tough tackling? Because like any tackle, oh, it's just like you're off. You oh, can't... You can't... Oh, you're, you're more protected now than ever. Well, back in England or Scotland, they're more protected now than ever than when, when we played yeah. 30, 40 years ago. It's easier. Yeah. You had yeah, a lot of honest. sending off though in your career. Do you think you'd have a lot more if you were playing these days? No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm not, the sending offs I had was retaliation yeah. because some big boy was going to break your legs <laughs> in, the, in the tunnel. Never mind on the park. But uh, I, no, I, I think they're more and more protected now. Yeah. The referees are better. And, uh, the, player, the players, no, they're, they're, they are more protected. When you look back on your whole career, Willie, how do you see the, the Vancouver sort of chapter? And what, what do you think? Oh, I loved it. I had a great time here. Honestly, I was here uh, two seasons, and uh, the, the the players uh, uh, played with me: Alan Ball, Kevin Hector, Trevor Weimar, Carl Valentine, Bobby Leonard, Doozy, Bob Belisle, Buzzy Parsons. Uh, they were all great lads. We honestly, we had a good team, but we bonded well. And pubs. Your <laughs> 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 team talks was in pubs, <laughs> or on a flight back for Dallas or wherever we were, in the back row of the. You, you the, came uh, back once, yeah, fifteen years ago or so, just for. I came back. Oh, I was back fifteen years ago, yeah, and uh, it was great. But Vancouver, I love. I, I was close to staying in Vancouver. Really? Honest, right, right, honey, right, God, I was that away for staying. But I was going to. But what was getting to me was the flying. Yeah. The, when you went on the road and you were flying. But every time I come back, I was drunk. I was reading in your autobiography, there's a story when you came back the second time, Bruce Grobelar had to wheel you off the plane uh, just to wheel you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they said I was injured, though, wasn't I? I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> me and Alan Ball. But no, honest, we had a great time in Vancouver. And when we won the soccer ball, the crowd here was unbelievable. It was fantastic, it was, honestly. And uh, a lot of great memories for me here. But what, what's your overlasting memory of that season in 79 when, when you won the soccer ball? Apart from like lifting the trophy at the end of it, what do you remember just about the whole build-up, all the games, the crowds? Oh, it was, it was brilliant, the atmosphere, the, 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 when we went to the playoffs and Tony Waiter season. We got beaten one game, I can't remember if it was Dallas or someplace, but we got beaten. He says, No other teams ever, it was Los Angeles, I think. No other teams ever came back to losing the first game. We we beat them, and then we beat the Cosmos. And uh, Derek Cossey, when he chipped the, 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 in the shootout thing, and uh, that was a great night. And then we went back to New York and uh, Tampa, and we beat Tampa. And that was a fantastic night. 
But as I say, it was the fans. It was great for the fans, and and they made it. When we came back here, it was 200, 250,000 people waiting for us, and it was absolutely fantastic. What were you guys expecting when you came back? Did you think there would be no, we were, big folk to No, no, that? no. We, me, myself, Roger Kenyon, we, I moved in with him. My wife had went back to Britain, and uh, I moved in with Roger, and we, we, that was our season finished. And me and Roger were just going to have a couple of quiet nights on the town, as they say. But uh, when we came back, it was unbelievable. We couldn't go anywhere in the town without people buying you a drink or whatever they've done for you. It was, honestly, it was amazing. You obviously re- remembered fondly for the way you played and, and the victory, really. But the the, the swig of beer. Are, are you surprised? Are you, are you oh, aware I, of no, how, how no, much of no. Kind of Whitecaps oh, honestly, I, I, that's the first time I've seen that ever. Yeah. And uh, it was San Jose. It was doing a San yeah. Jose, and I, I remember it. I went to take the corner, and, I, and this wee boy shouted, "He was a Scots boy," and he says, "You want a drink, Willie?" So I love a drink, and I do it. It was warm. I went. Oof. I gave him a back, and then I turned the corner, and Peter Daniel scored, and that was it. But I was just thinking they were all shooting for me to take the corner, but I was taking the ball. <laughs> it was it was warm, you know, but the beer was warmer. But I, I didn't realise it was going to be like that, you know. The, the, like there's so many stories that folk love to tell about ah, you. Yeah, of course, yeah. there's the one in Seattle where you moon Bruce Rio. Ah, I done that year. I got fined two thousand dollars yeah. for that. Ah. That was a good one. Did you and Bruce ever make no, up after no, playing? No, no, I didn't get on well. I didn't. I, he was never my cup of tea. Even when I played with Scotland, he, he was Captain of Scotland. He always COS. COS. <laughs> he always wrote that Captain of Scotland. He was hopeless. But no, he spat that night in Ray Hankins' face, and that's what started it. And I went ballistic, and I'm shouting to Big Ray to nail him, and he wouldn't nail him. And that's his hope, nail him. He was a big bastard. <laughs> Right. And who started the, the, the scrap in New, against New York? I never started that. That wasn't me. Carlos Alberto? Uh, he was kicking it. He started with Escadarian, the right back. Oh, the he was Iranian a, guy. Iranian. Scotland had played Iran in, in Argentina. I was home by that time. <laughs> you won't mention that. Have you watched these? Have you watched MLS at all? Are you how how uh, how keen are you to see the game? On oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. aye. But uh, no, I, I still look for the results. You know, the Vancouver Whitecaps on the internet thing. You yeah. know, but uh, no, as I say, it, it's great for me to come back. You're honest. Has is anyone recognised you around town? No, no. Not yet. It's great. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> to Kolkata to meet a few of the boys oh, cool. in the British Legion and the, the John B pub that's that? where we, we, we put that's a lot of things like yeah? uh, could be I don't know but I'm going there to stay anyway I'm, I'm moving I'm staying with friends and then I'll come to the game on Saturday and like, Wednesday like talking to Rangers obviously you scored two goals in the European Cup Winners Cup final does that go down as like your, your highlight of your career that Ah, obviously that, that because you're in a European final and Rangers went a few, but they never won, they only won one, and I scored two of the goals and Collinstein scored the other one, and uh, that's great. But honest, I'm no kidding. What we done in Vancouver was great also because, as I said, we had a lot of good players, and everybody says at that time we were all coming to the end. 
which probably we were, most of us were coming to the end of our careers, but we still wanted to win something and, and, and won it for the city, you know. Which... Now, when, when Tony Waiters brought you over, like he, he brought you over as a winger, he brought over <laughs> Carol Valentine as a winger as well. It, it's, it was kind of unusual in the game over here because no teams were really playing with wingers. Did that give you an advantage that you could kind of do stuff that aye, other we, teams hadn't aye, seen? Aye, but we had, uh, you've got to get the ball and the, the players in the middle of the park. I think the the best signing Tony made was that season when he got Alan Ball, and Alan Ball settled the middle of the park down, and released myself and Carl Valentine to to do what we could do. But Alan Ball was a big help to the club. And did you keep in touch with all the guys? Like I, I kept. I, I I went back. Uh, Roger Kenyon. I still see Big Four Parks. Big goalkeeper. So Parks. That's that's my pal. Uh, they boys, I've, I've seen them, I've been doing it with Overhampton, I've seen them a few times and uh, he loved it here, he, he had a great he didn't want to leave here he left under a cloud because he, he went to Chicago I think but uh, the, the team broke up after the, the soccer uh, Alan Ball was going to be a manager and I was wanting to go back because of the flying nothing else if I had stopped playing here I wouldn't, it wouldn't have bothered me honestly was your wife over here with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah my wife and family, my kids loved it here. Honestly, it was great for the kids. All the sports things they wanted. And you know. what, what made you decide to come over here? Was it just to get away? I know, oh, I know. Aye, aye, when, aye, aye. When everything happened in Argentina, I was about, I was 10. So I aye, barely aye. remember the press, but I know they crucified oh, yeah, I got hammered, honest. And uh, I was playing at West Brom at the time. And Ron Atkinson was the manager. And he didn't want me to leave, but I said to him, I've, I've got to leave. And I was going to QPR in London and I didn't want to leave Birmingham to go to London and I got a phone call from Tony Waiters asking me if I would be interested in coming to Vancouver. And my wife, Margaret, she thought I was going to London. <laughs> I says, no, I think we're going a wee bit further. <laughs> and we ended up here. And it, as I say, it was great. Honest. To start with, it was a wee bit hard, strange, playing an astroturf and that, but... Once I got used to it, and uh, I, I, honest, I, I had the time of my life here. I did. If, if there was any like Scottish players now that's thinking about coming over to MLS, obviously it's a whole different thing to NASL. But what would be your advice for a young guy thinking, should I go to North America? Should I go to Canada and play the game? Oh, here? aye, 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 aye. Honestly, I, I, well, as I say, it was when I played, there was players coming to the end of their careers, but the standard was high. You, you just had to look at the Cosmos and Tampa and, and uh, Los Angeles, the players that they had. And obviously any kid or any young boy starting, even starting here and coming, if he can do it here, he, he can do it back in Scotland, no problem. Because the standard here and the standard in Scotland is not very good to know. Just the last thing for me, the Rangers situation just now. Oh. Obviously you're a Rangers man through and through. Oh. I hate them. Get oh, that that's alright, that's alright, um, no matter. What, how do you look at that now? How, like the club that's uh, I mean, they're uh, almost in administration again. Well, well I don't know. I, I, I help out now. I go, I go, I do the hospitality at Rangers, and uh, the fans they ask me, and honestly, I couldn't tell you. I do not know what's happened there. There is millions and millions of pounds went somewhere, but I don't know, and I don't know what will happen to Rangers. 
Do, do it's going to be Scottish hard. football could survive though if oh, they went out. No, 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 it couldn't. Honestly, it's hurting Scottish football now. It's hurting the big team. It's hurting Celtic with with no being there. Rangers not. And if Rangers are no there, it'll hurt. Well, it'll hurt Scottish football. Definitely will. That's great. Thanks so much. So as I'm sure you can tell from my introduction and also from the interview, that that was just a pleasure talking to Willie. He's got so many stories to tell. There's so many stories as well in his autobiography. I really recommend that you guys go out and get it. It's called Sent Off at Gunpoint. And the title of that alone is a a story in itself because he refused to leave the pitch in a Rangers game against Fiorentina and had to be escorted from the pitch at gunpoint. Now, we talked there about the big fight that broke out in a game against Seattle. And we talked about the way that the Scottish press kind of covered Willie at his time back then. When that incident happened in Seattle, the headlines the next day in the Scottish press was Willie Johnson in American Riot. That's just the way the press were at the time with Willie and he actually refused to to leave the pitch that time as well. He eventually did, just not at gunpoint. So as I say, check out that autobiography sent off at gunpoint. Loads of great stories in it about his whole career, including a lot of stuff at the Whitecaps. So next up on our show, we're going to move to another NASL legend. We're going to hear now from Bobby Leonard Doozy. Now this was another interview we did last week, so... I cut out little bits which was referencing the DC game. Sadly though, when you listen to this, a lot of what Bobby talked about last week, a week down the road, we're still kind of talking about the same things. No goals, where's the next goal going to come from, creativity, are the young players good enough, all that kind of stuff. So here's Bobby Lenarduzzi now, just talking about the current state of the Whitecaps, the chance of bringing in any new faces before the roster freeze, I asked him what would be classed as a successful season for the Whitecaps this year, whether they make the playoffs, whether they don't make the playoffs. So we look at all that stuff, and there's also a little bit at the end, just about the current situation regarding the plans to bring a USL Pro team to New Westminster. So here's Bobby Leonard Doozy. Well, what we'll need to do is uh, is is get back to basics. Um, in terms of, of where the goals are, are going to come from, now, we still have guys that are capable of scoring goals, um, but we've obviously had a, a dry spell. I mean, I look back at the our last two home games prior to um, Saturday's game and the Dallas game. We had 30 shots on goal, scored two goals, should have had more. Kansas City, we won 2-0, uh, should have had more. So it's not like we haven't had uh, the the performances in the the last few games. Uh, but obviously we're down to uh, to a point now where we still have our destiny in our own hands. I understand that uh, given the, the lack of wins lately that that might sound hollow, but we do have um, that going for us. And it's not a must win. I, I, I would adhere to the philosophy on it's only a must win and uh, uh, when you get to the point where if you lose, you're out of the playoffs. But it's obviously an important uh, game for us. We need the three points. And ideally we can... Um, we can get back to the things we were doing when things were going well for us. With, with two weeks to go to the roster freeze, everybody's identified what you guys need. Is there any chance that uh, before September 15th you can find some kind of striker goal scorer that you can bring in that uh, can help the team at this stage? Yeah, we'll, we'll always look right up to the, uh, till the, the window closing. Um, but I, I think that 
not just from a, a Whitecaps point of view, but also from the point of view of um, MLS in general. And we found that players coming from abroad have a tough time settling in. So to assume that uh, we're going to solve that problem um, in the short term is probably unlikely, but you know, we'll continue to uh, pursue um, the options that are available and see if, if, in fact, we think that there is a player that is available that can make a difference in the, in the stretch run. Bob, how about when you look at the fact that you touched upon the fact that you had so many shots but you had so little goals, it's become a recurring theme in, in the fact that you haven't been able to pick up the points when you need to. Is there a concern, though, that a guy like Eric Hurtado, we saw what his best is and maybe that's it, he's plateaued, maybe the same thing with Darren, not sure about Kakuta, he's still young, but you've got these guys who continue to get the chances but who aren't finishing. Is there that concern there that maybe what we've seen is what they're capable of and that's it and it may not be good enough to get you over the hump? I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I think that they're they're players that are uh, that have proven that, that they're dynamic um, and and can score goals. And we've had uh, attackers that have scored goals in, in bunches. Um, Eric did that. Um, Darren did that. Uh, and now we'll need for someone to step up in the in the stretch run here. And what a great opportunity for for any one of those young players that, that gets that opportunity. But the. Th- the, the thing that I, I think we've been consistent on from the, the start of the season and when you take into account the, uh, the, the, the difficult offseason we had, um, I think if someone had looked ahead to this point and said, uh, you'll be one point out of the playoff spot, you'll have a game in hand, uh, that we would have said, yeah, that, that'd be good, given that uh, we're going into this season with a young squad and a, and a new coach and, and a new coaching staff. The, the difference is that we're going into the stretch run and we're, uh, we're in, a, in a downward spiral. So we need to do everything we can to get ourselves out of that. And ultimately, when the season concludes, that's when we'll, we'll do the, the analysis of the season. But I'm still of the opinion that we, we have the, the right coach and the right coaching staff in place. And we've got a, a core of players that are all very young. I, I think we are the, the, uh, have the youngest uh, average age in the league. So... The what we'll need to do is look at what we need to add to that to actually get the best out of those young players and, and make us a, a more well-rounded squad. But would you agree this is a crucial time for this organization, the fact that you've had the momentum, you continue to get the good support, um, and that support could be in jeopardy if you don't get in with, with the way that this season started and the fact that you've only made the playoffs once? Right. The I think what what we need to do is uh, is is try to manage expectations. Um, I think most people looking at the squad from the outside would say it's a, it, there's a lot of uh, young talent there that forms the core of a squad. That hasn't changed. Whether those pay- players have, um, over the course of a season, you know that, that with youth comes, uh, comes adversity. And... If that's what we're suffering right now, we're not going to abandon the, the long-term plans uh, simply because things have almost predictably gone gone away that uh, you would expect when you have young players. So, uh, from from my perspective, I don't I don't feel like we're in a in a, a crunch stage from a franchise point of view. I believe that we're building, and there is a plan there, and we have a good core of players, we have a good coach, we have a good coaching staff, and ideally we make the playoffs. Uh, but if we don't, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. What would be seen as being a successful season from the end of October? 
Well, obviously making the play. I think we'd said from the outset that that was our objective was to uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, at the same time, uh, acknowledging that we we have a youthful squad and um, we'd be looking for uh, those players to step up. And for the most part, I think we've seen um, more than a few flashes from from the young guys. And in the midst of transitioning some of the senior players, we've lost probably some of that uh, that that leadership that young guys require. So my hope is that we go and and uh, and we. In the stretch run, we, we perform better than we have done since the uh, since we resume play after the World Cup break, and that if that's enough to get us to the playoffs, that would be great. But if it's not, we uh, we're still in a building mode. You mentioned the, the the young core, Bob. Is there any thought to you probably got a lot of calls about some of these guys? Is there any thought to, to trading for for a veteran, or just what you consider that would be sacrificing the long term? I think we would always assess the uh, that that type of opportunity um, and determine if, in fact, that that move in the short term is something that will continue to be beneficial to us over the long haul. And if we don't think that, then we wouldn't pull the trigger. But um, yeah, there is a lot of interest in our players, um, and <laughs> we've been accused of in the past of. of uh, of making too many changes, and now's the time to to stay the course, in my opinion, and 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 in the club's opinion, and we'll determine each opportunity for a, a player transaction on the basis of you know, what is best for the long haul. Hey Bob, the deadline's coming up with the expansion. Can you bring us up to date uh, how the process is coming in New Westminster and where that? Um, we are still uh, we're still in the in the process of um, of. Uh, determining what the support is for uh, the USL bid in, in New Westminster and we're uh, encouraged by the fact that there appears to be a number of groups that uh, feel that um, an expansion or a USL um, uh, team in New West would be good in general for the community. So we'll continue to, to work towards the uh, September the 15th uh, deadline and uh, Ultimately, it's it's the community that we'll need to determine what what is best for the community, and our hope is that that the decision is made on the basis of, of again what is best for the the community in general. And would a, a refurbished um, Queens Park Stadium be not only good for the Whitecaps but be good for for the people of New Westminster? Are you are you convinced Last you guys will have a have a USL Pro team playing somewhere next year, regardless? It's our expectation to be playing next year, whether it's in New Westminster or uh, or elsewhere. The mood of the fans is certainly changing in Vancouver, as well as some of the media covering the team as well. So it's kind of, it's going to be interesting to see come the end of the year, just how people's perceptions of the team has been, and just what they're classing as to whether it was a successful season or whether it wasn't. And a lot of that is, of course, going to hinge on making the playoffs and and how the team finishes down the stretch. Now, someone who is going to have a big say in that, potentially, is Mark Watson of the San Jose Earthquakes. Now, Watson is the head coach at San Jose at the moment. He's a Vancouver boy. He's back in town at the moment for the Whitecaps playing the Earthquakes on Wednesday night. He's a guy that's played for a number of teams in Canada. He's had two spells in Vancouver, once with the 86ers near the start of his career, once with the Whitecaps near the end of his career. He's a Vancouver guy through and through, loves the city, is enjoying being back in the city. 
And he's a guy that's played internationally for Canada, 78 caps, I believe it is. He's also been involved in the coaching setup with the Canadian national team, the Canadian under-20 national team. So he's somebody that you could certainly class into the Vancouver legendary category as well. And we managed to get to training just as the earthquakes were wrapping up on Tuesday. So, so again, myself and Mark Weber were speaking to Mark Watson as a kind of tag team. Uh, Mark did most of the questions this time, so there's a couple from me as well. So here's Mark just talking about the current situation with the earthquakes, how they're still in the playoff mix, what they're hoping for, and just some of the weird intricacies of the MLS schedule that sees the earthquakes play in Portland three times and the Whitecaps twice in their season running. So here's Mark Watson. You would love to win, obviously, in Portland. What's, what's the mood of the guys right now? You know, I think the mood's good. You know, I, th- I think um, there was disappointment after the game, you know, knowing that we, we had a lead, you know, in the uh, 85th minute. So that, that was disappointing. And, um, you know, we know we're at the stage of the season with where we are in the table and, and the number of games left that we we need to win games to, to get where we want to be. So, you know, a certain level of disappointment, but, you know, in the end, um, a point's not bad. Uh, against those teams that are right above you, you know you didn't gain any any ground, but you, you didn't lose any as well. So, um, but I think the team feels good, and we'll, um, you know, kind of get ourselves dusted off and get ready for an, you know another big game uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. A, win, a win tomorrow, and you right back in the mix, basically. Yeah, I mean these 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 last few games are against the teams that are right above us, and they're in the positions that we want to be. So it's I wouldn't I wouldn't use the phrase six pointer, but it's you know they're they're really crucial games and. Um, you know the re- the results. Um, you know, will probably have a big impact in terms of who finishes where. You've had a lot of injuries this year. Uh, see Lenny on the trip. Is that any chance he's back, or is there, are there any guys you're adding to the mix this weekend? No, it's, it's there's been a lot of adversity, and you know, recently we've we've had a, a bad spell with with some guys that we're in and, and doing really well for us. Um, you know, but our, our team's always been resilient that way, and whoever's been available has, has done in and, and given us everything they have. So. Um, but it's tough to see some of those guys on the on the sidelines. Um, they're getting closer. <laughs> you, I mean, Carl, Carl's here close. sort of remaking a team in his image. You're doing your thing in San Jose and trying. I mean, so the Gordon trade, obviously, no one, everyone wants to, to chime in on that. How, mm-hmm. how challenging is it uh, to sort of balance that as you're as you're trying to mold something in your image and everyone just wants to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. There's a similarity, it seems, between the two clubs right now in that way. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough balance. We're we're trying to trying to do certain things, but you you still want to get results while you're doing it. So um, there's there's lots of challenges. You know, I, I think every club has their own. Um, you know, in terms of injuries and different things that go on, but you know, we just we just keep persevering, try to do the right things. You know, on a on a big scale and on a on a, on a day-to-day on a day-to-day basis, and hopefully it works out. Yeah. Couldn't have asked for much more from, from Wando in the last 10 games since he's been back. Wando's been great. I mean, that's that's just typical Wando. Um, you know, he's he, he he's actually really, really improved a lot in the last couple of years in, in so many ways. Um, you know, but that, that innate instinct to to find the ball in those areas and then to add the clinical finishing is is incredible. But I wish I could say I was surpri- been surprised to see it. Um, I'm not because he's been doing it so long. But he's um, he scored a lot of big goals for us. 
he, he always seems to do well against Vancouver as well. What, what do you think it is that brings the best out of him against the Whitecaps? Um, I don't know if it's anything about Vancouver specifically. I think I think he scored goals against everyone. You know, he's 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 the guy you never take off the field. You know, he um, you know sometimes he <clears throat> he's not in the game you know a lot, and um, you know he's he's someone though that the last minute of the game just pops up and, and scores your goal. So um, he's he's a big part of our team. He he does he does a lot of work off the ball too. He's got a, he's got a good work rate. So he brings a lot to the table, and you know his goals are they're just so valuable for us. When you come and face a team that's, that's been shut out in five or six, Mark, do you just kind of tell the guys to just frustrate these guys? And, and I mean, they, they, to be to be honest, we don't we don't focus on that at all. We'll um, we'll look at, at Vancouver on a um, you know more of a a team perspective and you know individual players and things we got to look at and, and focus on ourselves. We, we won't we don't focus on that kind of stuff. Um, we obviously know their situation and uh, we know they'll come out motivated. You know I don't I don't know if that's a, a positive or a negative. Uh, sometimes when teams have, have struggled to score goals, you know because you know they're going to come out with so much so much fight and hunger, it can be a dangerous situation. So we'll we'll look at them in. in um, in those few ways, and you know, focus on our, ourselves and our own performance. I had a better first 20 minutes than when you. I would have loved to have heard your halftime speech the last game. You were, I, I, was that was that the worst 20 minutes remember. of the season for you guys? I, I tend to block things out. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> it, it was a poor start for us. We, you know, once once Yannick went down, they, they scored right away, and um, you know, the game was literally out of control for those those 20 minutes. And what um, the positive side of it is that we we kept fighting back. We got the next goal. You know, and, and in the end, made a game of it. But um, you know, we can't have a start like that to, to hope to get anything out of the game tomorrow night. When you look at the standings just now, is it kind of really boiling down to San Jose, Vancouver, Portland, just going for that one spot, or do you think those above can get pulled back into? Um, I, th- I think it's pretty clear. I mean, there, there's a chance those the top four can can slip a little bit, but just basic math, it kind of looks like it's between the three. So. Um, you know, that's that's another thing we don't focus on. But anyone that looks at the stangs, that'll that'll kind of jump out in. It just shows the importance of these um, these past few games for us, and obviously Wednesday night. Do you find it a little bit strange that you've got like you haven't played Portland up until Sunday, and now mm-hmm. you've got them three times? Just the way the mm-hmm. schedules worked out. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Uh, I mean, that's not the way you want it. You'd, you'd hope a little bit more more of a balance. Um, but in the end, the, the schedule comes out and you, and you deal with it. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it's. I mean, I, I guess it's interesting in the sense that you play so many games in a short period of time. You, you build up a, you know, a good, um, a good rivalry, and, and the, you know, the previous games aren't too, too distant. So there's there's a lot of stuff that can, can kind of add up. But I, I think you know a little bit more balance over the course of the season would be preferred. It's certainly going to be a tough game for the Whitecaps and Wayne's against San Jose. It's one of those games, if the Whitecaps can get the win, and that's a very big if just now, just the way that the, the team are playing and the inability to get any goals, but if they can get that three points, it almost knocks San Jose out of the playoff mix and leaves it just as a a plain shootout really between Portland and Vancouver for that final playoff place in the West. If San Jose can get the three points, they've still got a game in hand, they've still got two games to play against Portland, they've still got one to play against Vancouver. So they're going to be right back in the mix. And you kind of almost think the Whitecaps are almost falling out of it because they've got a tough, tough 
set of games coming up, Dallas away, Portland away. So trying to get something happening, trying to get a win happening, trying to get some goals scored is head coach Carl Robinson. So I'm going to play Carl talking about the game now and a few other things from training on Monday. There's a kind of a little bit of tension maybe in the air, a little bit of jibes from Carl. And that's based on an article that Gary Kingston wrote in the Vancouver Sun, which, dig it out, it basically was Gary saying that he feels the team isn't showing any heart, any passion. It's almost as if they don't care. And he's wanting to see just some more anger displayed on the pitch, at, at training sessions, at, at scrums, just whatever. But you're never going to get in football. It's just... It's different from a lot of other sports. You just don't find that. So that kind of that was kind of hanging over training a little bit when Carl was speaking on Monday. But here's Carl Robinson now just previewing the San Jose game and just looking at some of the Whitecaps' current woes. Come on, Michael, give me the first one. We're going to score on Wednesday. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Uh, yes, with San Jose, like yeah. they they could still be in the playoff mix if they get a win. Do, do you focus on the fact that you have got a chance to maybe distance yourself a bit and it might just be a shootout between yourself and Portland if you can get the business done? They're definitely in the mix. You know, anyone who's writing them off are, um, are pretty naive, to be honest. You know, they've shown what they can do yesterday against Portland. They've There's a number of points to play for and um, they're a very good team. You know, they're one of the teams that were able to grind out results, as shown uh, yesterday. So they're very much in the mix. So it's a very important game for us because we need to try and uh, score a goal, first of all, and then uh, try and get a win. Looking at the video from, from Saturday, did you see anything that you liked or didn't like on, on second look from, from Saturday? Liked a lot of chances. Didn't like the lack of finishing on those chances. Um, but we just got to continue creating them. If we do, then hopefully someone will take one um, and we can get over that line. These questions are going to keep going until, yep. until you guys do score. Are, yep. are the strikers that you guys have, are they, are they good enough to score consistently at, at this level? Yeah, they've shown that they are um, in, in bursts. On a consistent basis, that's the big question with any player uh, within this league, especially young players. So that's the the challenge that we're having, and you know they, they're trying their hardest at the moment. Um, but things aren't going, so we've just got to keep moving forward. Are they trying too hard? Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, good strikers, and I think you look at top strikers in this league know how to keep a calm head and a cool head in front of goal. And I think sometimes when you when you haven't scored in four games, you snatch at things, and you know you, maybe you you balloon it over the bar or you, you drag it wide and things like that. And that's what's happening at the moment. So we've got to uh, keep cool in front of goal, uh, remain focused in front of goal, and concentrate a little bit more. Let me preface this by first saying okay. that I really respect your ability to keep everything positive and, okay. and yep. keep an upbeat presence around this club. But yep. with two wins and 14 games, yep. is, is it not time for somebody to get really upset, whether it's you or some of your players or somebody to show that yeah, that, he, that, that people are getting frustrated or disappointed? Gary, you, you're, you know, I think uh, I wish I could let you in the changing room sometimes because you won't meet a frustrated man as me. But if I stand on here and shout and argue with you and tell you certain things, then uh, we'll end up arguing. And I don't do that because that's not in my nature. Um, that's not saying I'm not frustrated in there because, you know, I think players genuinely do care. They try and give their best. Um, and I can never fault them at that. And yeah, I am positive. But by the way, I'm also negative. But I'm not negative to you guys because there's no need to be negative. I'll let you be negative if you want to be negative towards me. Um, and I'll remain focused with these boys because these are my players. And I'll continue to work with these players. Can they do better? Yes. Can I do better? Yes. Two wins in 14 for us you know, is not good enough and we need to be better. But there's no point in me coming out here and shanting and ranting and raving. Um, but they care. 
you know. Yeah, what what about seeing it in some of the players? I I mean, after games we see, you know, the same sort of comments from them. You know, we don't see anybody, at least I don't see anybody really concerned and angry enough that you've only won two games. There's a a lot of concern in there. Maybe there is. You know, there is a lot of concern in there and there's a lot of anger in there. I said, but you you can't change people's natures, you know. Um, If I had Eric Astley here, Eric would probably tell you as it is and he'd be effing and blinding and you know Eric's not here unfortunately I've got a young group of players in there that care um, and they're trying to learn and I say to them you know remain positive because you'll go through periods of this in, in your football career and that's what's happening at the moment it's not it's not nice you don't mean to not win they're giving the, all the effort they can we're not getting the breaks and said collectively we need to be better we know that but like before the game and after yeah. the game Darren said the same thing that he's not oh, concerned he? that he's not scoring right. that there's no frustration in the yep. team so when he's saying that publicly yeah. that just the fans read that and then they think well they don't care yeah that's, I think that's um, that can be construed in whichever level you want I don't think Darren's come out uh, or meant, would have meant to say he doesn't care or he doesn't care because Darren does care you know Darren doesn't mean to miss chances that's the reality of it nor do any of my players and you know, Darren works hard on a daily basis to uh, concentrate on taking chances. You know, so for anyone to say he doesn't care is not fair. Um, and yes, I will back my player. I will back my players to the hilt. You know, but we all need to be better, me included. I'm in charge of these players, and if they're not doing it, then I've got to take responsibility for it, and I will. So you know, you can be uh, unfair on me rather than unfair on the player. This team has had a relatively easy time with the fans over the first three and a half years. You know, yeah, we are hearing more reaction from the fans after a game yep. more booze yep. um, is that a good thing that, that maybe for your players fans they, care yeah I think you know you, you maybe you start your question you ask me about whether my players care which you know I think is unfair because my players do care the fans care and rightly so because I care and you know they they have the right to say what they want they have a right to do what they want and write what they want and they will and I'm glad that they do that because it means they care they want this club to be successful as I do as do all the players and you know we're working as hard as we can to try and make this club successful so you know I can't do nothing about that I've got to try and address the things on the field which we're working at and I will continue to work at and then the rest will take care of itself. Mary Rosales is been outstanding since yep. he came here. Is the plan to have him here for next season or is that something you still have to discuss? No, I spoke to Mara the day he arrived and I said, listen, don't think of it as a, uh, as a short-term fix because I knew a lot about Mara and I said that um, in all the uh, references that I had of him, he was outstanding and he's shown in a short period of time that his play has been outstanding and his the way he is with young players has been outstanding and you know if there's a deal that we can do next year if he continues to remain fit and continues to have an influence on this team and squad moving forward then he's someone I would certainly consider keeping because I think he's very very valuable in what having said that we're we're cap constrained as everyone knows so if we can try and get something tied up with Marrow you know at the end of the year or start of next year I'd love to try and keep him here yeah. So that's some of the thoughts from Carl Robinson there on the Whitecaps current plight how they can find goals, just a way forward, and the San Jose game. So let's hear some more now from the Whitecaps players about all those things. So we're going to hear from goalkeeper David Eisted, centre-back Andy O'Brien, and Eric Hurtado. Yeah, I saw a really sound defensive, um, uh, especially back forward, but midfield as well. Um, and, and, and a lot of hard work. Uh, I said to the guys when we got in, uh, I, I, I don't think we were there against Portland. I don't think we have the work um, rate we should. But yesterday against D.C., it was, it was 
uh, impressive how much the guys ran. And uh, I felt we were a little bit unlucky not getting that goal that could have gotten us three points. A lot of talk of the goal scoring lack thereof, but are the strikers on this team good enough to score consistently at, at this level, David? I think they are. Uh, they're young guys, and, and they still have... Uh, um, a lot to learn like the rest of us but I, I do think uh, that they have the quality to score uh, and we believe in them and um, it's, it's up to us as a, as a team to, to back them up and keep producing chances for them and uh, I believe that we'll, we'll get those goals. San Jose did you guys a bit of a favor yesterday by tying me I know they had to lead twice but just looking at, at them on, on Wednesday what, what sort of challenges do you, do you see from them? Um, well, you see a guy up front like Wanolowski getting two goals and, and just uh, he's been consistently goal scoring in this league and uh, he's some, someone we have to, um, to be tight on and, and not give, uh, give the chances. Uh, and I think they also showed us that we've, we've got the chances of scoring goals. Um, they, they let in three goals this weekend and uh, hopefully if we create the chances, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get three goals as well. David, we see what happens out here. We don't see what happens inside the dressing room. We see you guys talking here. We see you talking in the post-game locker room. I sort of made the point the other day. I don't see enough guys getting angry or, or upset and disappointed that you've only won two games in 14, um, twice in 14 games. Are, are enough guys angry and disappointed and upset at what's happening over the last three months? Well, a couple months ago I was told that I was a little bit too angry that we didn't win, so uh, no, uh, we're still there, and I, I think like I'm, I'm a guy that wears my heart in my sleeve, and uh, I show emotion, and I think that's, that's important to especially show not just the guys on the field, but the spectators as well, that I'm not happy with not winning games, and I'm still not. That's why I get after people. That's why I uh, require perfection in everything we do. Sometimes uh, you don't get there, and, 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 and you'll work on that, but um, I think we show emotion. I think we show that we want to win, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, what was it said? It's about picking your times. Yeah, but aren't enough other guys feel the same way you do? Are, I are think, enough other guys disappointed about what's going on? I think everybody's disappointed. Uh, if they're not disappointed, they, um, I, I don't think they should be here. Uh, but I definitely think that, that you, you feel in the squad that we're disappointed not getting the, the wins. But it's also about putting it into perspective and, and still keeping a, a positive mind. And um, I think we're doing that. We have a lot of good guys that are good coming in on a Monday here, putting a smile on people's face, and, and that's important too. But if, if they're not disappointed with not winning games, they, they shouldn't be here. The, the concern from the fans there obviously is, is here we go again from last year. Why, why, is, why does it feel different? Does it feel different at this point? compared to you know, the same time last year? I think we got a positive group. I really do. I, I think we got the quality as well to make us in there. And I think we're in a position uh, this year that everything is in our hands. Uh, so uh, you can say, here we go again. You can see uh, one of the draw. Or you can see, well, uh, we're not getting beat as much right now. So the the little way we have to go of getting those wins are not that far. If we got beat 3-4-0 and four nil every time, there's a long way to go. We're drawing a lot right now. That means that only one goal can, can tip it our way. If we get that goal, I think um, I, th I think we're we're going to get there. A more positive group this year than last year. I think we're uh, I think they're positive. You see a lot of guys, like I said, in on Monday uh, with a smile on his face. It, it's about balancing that, being disappointed, and still coming into work Monday, believing uh, that we we've got the chance. What's it like as a player getting here in the booze at the end of the game? Do, do you understand that from the fans? I do. I do. Uh, they're passionate as well, and. Uh, and, and like 
we really need them behind us. Uh, I understand why after a game they're disappointed. They're just as disappointed as we are. So I understand the boost. Uh, as long as they show up next time and, and keep continuing the way they're doing, uh, supporting us, um, uh, I'm okay with them booing uh, when we don't get the win. I know it's a, a team That's effort, but how frustrating is it for you to do your job, keeping a clean sheet and still not getting the wins after that? It, it's a part of the game, isn't it? Um, I'm, I'm happy with getting the clean sheets. I'm happy getting uh, getting uh, those uh, those points that way. But it's still it, it's a team effort, and uh, I'm I'm not happy with with us not winning. Uh, and it's up to the whole team. It's not just the attackers. Uh, it's it's everybody. It's the midfield. It's the defense. It's me. Um, everybody's in it together. And if we're not scoring goals, you, you can't just point at the attackers. You got to point at the team. So, any just looking back on. Uh on Saturday, tracing the video now. Uh, any thoughts, uh, positive or negative, on, on, on a second look on that game? Yeah, I think uh, there were positives. Uh, Ethan made his debut. I thought he did very well uh, before coming off. Sam did extremely well coming on. Um, and the only thing lacking was was a goal. I think uh, I think it's just a matter of time till it comes. I think uh, you know, be it for some good defending or good play by their goalkeeper. And maybe a little bit more patience in front of goal. Um, we would have got it, but we didn't. But we need to dust ourselves off now because we've got a big game coming Wednesday. Are the strikers on this team team good enough? There's been a lot of talk about the goal scoring. Can they can they score consistently at this level? Um, well, they can score. I think they've demonstrated it this season of, of what they can do. I said in an interview, you know, prior to the game that we've seen an array of goals. Be it you know with left foot, right foot. Um, you know, Eric, I think has got what I would describe as one of the best goals this season. His goal against uh, Seattle. So. You know, the, it's there. They, they can do it. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, it, it coming, and uh, hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. And you, from the fans' perspective, obviously the concern is that sort of here we go again from from last year in terms of the summer slide. What within the room, you guys? What, why why do you think this is different than the same time last season? Um, I don't know. I don't really look in too much to or read too much because. Uh, I doubt it's, it's positive. I don't think you're going to get anything from it. Um, you know, we, it's important that we stick together as a team. And uh, as, a, as I said, uh, we can create chances. We can score goals. Uh, we've demonstrated that this season. And uh, now is the crunch time of the season where uh, things need to come together. And um, you know, like I say, hopefully it'll come sooner rather than later. Andy, we don't see what goes on in the dressing room, but we see the face of you guys here and after games. And um, it all looks pretty calm to me. Guys are pretty, you know, nobody's nobody's getting upset, but you've only won two games in 14, twice in the last 14 games. Yep. Should we not be seeing a bit more anger, a bit more uh, frustration and disappointment at what's happening? Um, does somebody need to step up and get Think, mad? Uh, things are said. Things are said in the dressing room. Um, you know, it's not when I say it's not not your business to, to know everything that goes on, um, we're we're firmly aware of what needs to be done. And uh, Wednesday's a big game, you know. Saturday's a big game. The Portland game's a big game. And uh, I think um, you know there has been a stage where lads have been cuddled, and there's been a stage where lads have been told. And uh, you know, in recent weeks, lads have been told what is expected of them. Um, like I say, it's it's not being aired out in public, uh, which I think is a good thing. Um, you know, I don't think it's necessary to uh, to uh, how should I say uh, let people's feelings be known to everybody out there. But certainly inside, lads are aware of what needs to be done. Yeah.
Do, do you understand that fans seem to be getting a bit more restless? You guys heard yeah. some boos. Uh, yeah, I think um, it's. I yeah. think it's good. I think it uh, shows how much uh, the club has, uh, or the expectation has grown in the two years that I've been here. Um, you know, it was a. When I first came to the club, it was a nice atmosphere, especially from the culture that had been yeah. to. But I can feel that pressure building and the tension building. I think it's great. Uh, I think it's testament to, to where the club has, has gone, is, is wanting to go. And um, it's, it's a good lesson for the young boys because um, that's what the game's about. San Jose's coming in off a 3-3 draw with, with Portland, which is a bit of a favour for you guys in a way, but they also had you know lead twice. What are you expecting from, from them on? I think they're a, they're a really good team. You know, um, I think they weathered the storm against Portland in the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, then probably should have been more than one goal up at half-time. Got the second, got pegged back, went 3-2 up and then a minute later concede. Um, but I think they've got some very good players. I think Salinas is a good player, Wondolowski is a great player. Uh, Bush had a very good game. Um, and they're not going to be an easy, easy game for us. I don't read anything into the uh, statistics or the tables at the minute. We need to concentrate on what's important to us, which is um, you know, scoring goals and, and keeping clean sheets. A, a win for San Jose on Wednesday could put them right back in the playoff mix. Do you guys talk that you've got a chance to like, knock them out of the playoff mix with a win? No, we're not, we're not concentrating too much on anything but ourselves. I think um, you know, the Portland game is going to be billed as a, as a very big game when we play those play them. Um, but we need to put ourselves in as good a position as possible going into that game and even after that game there's the big game so um, you know we stressed the game that we played against Portland here that had we won there was still a lot of work to be done and uh, I'm firmly, firmly believe that that's still the case. Your thoughts on the match against San Jose tomorrow? Uh, thoughts on the match uh, tomorrow for San Jose? I think it's going to be a good game. If I recall correctly last time we played them we won and we scored three goals in the first half so we're just looking to build off that. How does this team get back to scoring? Like I just said, we got to build off the last time we played San Jose. We scored three goals in the first half, so uh, we're confident in going out there and uh, getting opportunities and creating chances. And once I, once I, I think once we start scoring goals and getting that momentum, then we're going to hit the roller coaster and just keep going. You think the team needs to be taking more shots on target? Uh, you know, if you if you shoot, you score. You know, you can't score without shooting. So I feel like we have a confident team right now. Um, and in training, we're working on our finishing, and just got to be ready for tomorrow. As a younger guy, how hard is it to block out the noise, whether it's media, whether it's fans, you know, smatterings of news and games, problems after, like all that kind of stuff? Is that, is that been a big learning process? Um, I don't really look at it negatively. Um, it means that they care. Obviously, as fans, they care. They want us to do well as a team, and that's good to know that they want us to do well. And we're doing everything we can on the training field, doing extra finishing um, as forwards to get goals. And our defense has, has been good. They had a shutout last game and just got to keep going forward from there. Knowing that there's a lot of pressure on you guys to kind of score and that fans and media that they're talking about already looking at replacement strikers, does that put extra pressure on you? I mean, do you go out there thinking, I need to score, I have to get a goal, otherwise my, my place at the club might be even at risk? I don't look at that at all. That's that's negative thinking and negative talk. Um, I don't I don't like having that in my life, and I know the team doesn't like having that in the locker room. So we just got to be positive, and people can say what they want to say, bring in new strikers, bring in new players. But um, at the end of the day, our job is to try and create chances and try and score. And whether or not people are saying it or people aren't saying it, we know that's our job. So 
it's not added pressure when people start talking because we're soccer players, we've been playing it our, heart, our whole lives, and we know what our job requires. So what will Wednesday night hold in store for the Whitecaps? We'll, we'll wait and see. Will there be goals? Kind of a little bit hard to see it. I think the Whitecaps will score. I'm going to make a prediction of 2-1 though to San Jose. Mauro Rosales, I think, will get the goal for the Whitecaps. If that happens, then the, the Whitecaps are in for a really tough end of the season. Hope I'm wrong. Hope the Whitecaps can get it done. It is going to be tough, though, and we'll, we'll just see what the game brings. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I think we had some really good stuff, some really good chat from legends of the past and guys that would love to be legends in the future for the Whitecaps. I've been Michael McCall. You can find me online on Twitter at AFTN Canada. You can read all my stuff on AFTN on Canadian Soccer News. Get there via AFTN.ca, CanadianSoccerNews.com. We've got a couple of good articles up there at the moment. There's a chat with Mauro Rosales from Monday, where he's just looking at a number of things. And then also from Tuesday, we've got a chat with Pedro Morales, just asking where his form's gone, the Whitecaps' form, where it's gone. And he's also talking a bit about how tough he is finding the travels in MLS. So... Go to AFTN and check that out. We didn't have the bit where he was lambasting MLS referees because we didn't really think it was worth putting that in and getting the guy fined. So as always, as I said, thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. We should do this again sometime soon. So until then, take care and mourn the caps. One day I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then... There must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.